Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Sines. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back. We are back to regular episodes. Feels a little bit weird. I actually enjoyed doing different meditations and affirmations and just switching it up for you guys. So that was really fun and I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Today we are going to be talking about ovarian cyst ruptures. So they are comparable to contractions during childbirth. So what is an ovarian cyst? So there are some basics you should know about your body and what they are. So a cyst is a radiological finding. Um, it's a fluid-filled structure or semi, semi-solid structure. So you can have a cyst in different areas of your body, but one of them is an ovarian cyst. So the number one cause of an ovarian cyst is sometimes called a functional cyst. Ovarian cysts are extremely common. The odds are if you walked into any fertility clinic or doctor's office, then they would find a cyst if you're not using like any hormone contraceptions like birth control. And this is because every month when you ovulate, cysts are an important part of what happens. So let's talk about what cysts are. So I'm going to talk about follicular cyst, the corpus luteum a little bit, and then when you should be worried about a cyst. So first off, what happens normally? So we'll go through that process. So your ovary has a lot of eggs inside. I like to think of them as a little ball inside the ovary. At the start of the month, a group of eggs comes out of the vault and each egg is a cyst or a small fluid-sized structure called a follicle. So these are really tiny, less than a centimeter in size each. But what happens is the brain will send out follicle-stimulating hormones, or FSH. So FSH will cause a cyst to grow. As the cyst is growing, it is growing because the egg inside is maturing and the cyst is working to make more estrogen. So when the egg is mature, the estrogen triggers the brain to send out LH, or luteinizing hormones, which comes out in a nice high peak and that allows the cyst to rupture and you will ovulate. So the cyst and the fallopian tube, they're not connected. There's space in there. So the cyst has to actually burst and allow the egg to come out and then the fallopian tube grabs it. So the cyst heals on its own and forms a different type of cyst, a more solid a homogenous one. These are gray on an ultrasound because it's made up of a cyst that grew an egg already and it ruptured once. So then it heals back and makes progesterone. And then progesterone is important to either support a pregnancy. So when a pregnancy comes along, this little guy keeps making progesterone to support that pregnancy. Or if there's no pregnancy comes from that cyst, then it can only live for 14 days without that pregnancy hormone. The pregnancy hormone is HGC, which rescues it or stimulates more for it to make progesterone. So if that does not happen, it will disappear and the progesterone stops and then you get your period. So in the normal course of menstrual cycle, 
two cysts that are larger in size that are close to about two centimeters in size. We're talking super teeny tiny. Those are very normal. Remember that the ovaries are essentially free-flowing, so they're tied down to the pelvic floor by some vessels that come down to give them their blood supply, and they have some little ligaments that attach them onto the uterus. So there are two little suspensory mechanisms for the ovaries, but it can really move around a lot. And when a cyst is forming on one side or the other, you might have pain your brain has a really hard time saying, oh, that's my ovary. Like the innovation of our nerves and our pelvis and our abdomen are really bad. So you might have some weird pain cyclically every month, and it may be in the second half of your cycle. It may be around ovulation. Everybody is different. And that may simply be that your body is feeling the cyst. Now, follicular cysts, follicular's rupture, that's how you ovulate. And depending on where on the ovary they ovulate, sometimes they can bleed, meaning you can ovulate, it can try to heal back up, but it can heal, it can bleed, it can burst right into where a blood vessel is, into the cyst or into your abdomen. So in this case, this is when you all hear people say, I had a ruptured cyst. It was extremely painful. There was blood in my belly or a hemorrhage, corpus luteum. That means there was blood inside the corpus luteum. So these things do happen, but they are part of the normal process, meaning you typically don't need surgery for these things because they heal up on their own, but they can be painful. So the word cyst doesn't have to be scary. There are times when they're normal and abnormal. So the vast majority of cysts are normal functioning cysts, a part of ovulation that can happen and are essential for making our hormones, as described. So let's talk about PCOS, my favorite, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So cyst is in the word. It is essentially having too many eggs in your ovary. So what happens is when you have a lot of eggs in the vault, the vault sends out a high number of eggs per month. Therefore, there's a high follicle count and you have an ovary full of follicles, aka cyst. So the PCOS is all these small, less than one centimeter cysts. So if there's a classic ovary appearance, that's called string of pearls, which it looks like a string around the ovaries and has like all these little black pearls, usually in an ultrasound. So this is a very like classic PCOS appearance. So these are cysts because they're fluid filled structures, but truly they're not the problem. They're just a finding and these cysts aren't harmful to you. They're not worrisome. You don't need to get them checked out. Going in more into PCOS, there's usually follicles that don't ovulate and continue to grow with FSH. So there's abnormal pulses with LH, which causes the rupture of the follicle, and FSH, which causes the growth of the follicle. People with PCOS get stuck at the beginning of the cycle, and they don't ovulate normally. So that's what happens with PCOS. So that would make sense that the cyst would continue to grow. So this produces estrogen out of balance from progesterone. So with PCOS, you want to make sure you're addressing insulin. So my favorite supplement for this is Ovacetol. I talk about it all the time. And that is linked in the show notes in episode 23 if you wanted to 
check that out and get that vitamin. I highly recommend it. Another thing I want to address is testosterone. So if it's high, then that can also suppress ovulation. So let's talk about cysts that are worrisome and that you need to get checked out. One is a cyst that can happen with endometriosis. So endometriosis is truly the worst and it is a disease. For endometriosis, what that is, is the normal process that happens. The egg comes out of the vault. One of those follicles grow as the egg was maturing. The cyst ruptures, allowing the egg to be released. Endometriosis, which are the implants of the cells that are similar to the endometrium that are outside the uterus. Some of those get into the ovary during the process. So the corpus luteum forms, but there's also endometriosis in there. And then once they are in there, they love it there. It has everything they need. It's warm. It has blood supply and they just grow like crazy. So these can cause pain, scarring, can drop your egg count, and removing them can be difficult at surgery. So doctors don't always remove endometriomas. Once you have one, you have stage four endometriosis. So endometriosis is typically a surgery diagnosis only. Now, this being said, it's the only other thing that can clarify an endometrioma is an ultrasound. So most doctors avoid surgery because they think about family planning goals in general. So there will most likely be a drop in ovarian reserve after the removal because of the scarring that occurs along the way inside of them. So another cyst to talk about is called a dermoid. So these are crazy interesting cysts. They are actually from different germlines. It's tissue that hasn't fully differentiated yet and they can form hair, scalp, teeth, and they can be fatty. So these are crazy. They're usually almost benign, meaning they aren't harmful to your body. And they have a very classic look on an ultrasound. You can often see the calcifications from the teeth and the stuff, but it can cause pain. And depending on the size, they grow over time. They can put your ovary at risk for ovarian torsion. So typically ovarian cysts that come and go don't make the ovary super large. However, once the ovary gets bigger than five centimeters in size, especially when it's filled from all of that fat from the dermoid, it may really bounce inside the pelvis. So it could have a tendency to twist on itself and it could twist off some of those blood vessels and that could be surgical emergency called ovarian torsion. And you might need to have surgery to remove the ovary in an emergency situation. So if you have a dermoid, doctors don't always take them out. Sometimes they will monitor them for growth. If they are getting bigger or causing pain, then these could be indicators for removal. So I want to tell you guys about my own experience with an ovarian cyst rupture because it was horrible. <laughs> I was at work and I was getting these horrible pains like cramps, but not cramps. They slowly were getting like more and more painful. And I thought I had to like poop or I was starting my period. And I started to feel it like in my butt, like this weird cramping and pool. Like I tried to breathe through it. Nothing was working. So I was like, maybe I'm just really constipated or something. Like I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. We had a client at the time, so I was like silently screaming, trying to like breathe through this and like figure out what was going on. 
I finally made my way to the bathroom and I was in the most excruciating pain ever. Like I almost had my coworker take me to the ER. I tried to poop and it was like way too painful. It was like the string of pain shooting all the way from my like back and my butt to my front and my lower stomach and my stomach had become like so bloated and painful. I was sweating and I didn't know what to do. Like finally I went to my desk and I was like breathing through it again. I scheduled a doctor's appointment right away and she knew it was a cyst rupture without even like doing an ultrasound or anything. So she said it happens when your periods are irregular and it gets stuck in that phase that I talked about and then it pops. So it's very common with PCOS and endometriosis, which I described earlier. Um, I had no idea if I had a UTI because I had just gone to an all-natural like salt spa and my mother-in-law had the same symptoms as me. So I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, could be a UTI. Like, I'm pretty in touch with my body. I was also going pee like way more than normal and yeah, my vagina is just very sensitive to like pH balances and stuff. And so I was like, oh, it's probably just like a UTI, but I've never felt anything like this before in my life. So the doctor recommended birth control to help regulate my period and apparently would help things move along better. I declined it. She also said there's nothing she can do but prescribe me like in bed rest with a heating pad and Tylenol. So nothing to be inserted. And honestly, it hurt to put anything inside. So my yoni was not open to receiving (laughs) at this time. And the doctor ended up running some tests just to see because like I was scared it was still a UTI. So she did a pelvic exam and that was so painful. Like I've never had anything be more painful. It was like she had hit the spot like where it ruptured or something. I don't know. I was thinking of like everything possible as well. I also thought it was like my coffee, which sounds so crazy, but it was just like so bad. I never experienced anything like this before. Like right before this, my friend had just told me she had a miscarriage. So I also thought like maybe somehow I was channeling that because sometimes I channel other people's stuff and I never realize what it is until it comes up. So for the coffee thing, I always put like the little syrups in it, like the caramel and vanilla. And so I was like, oh, I don't know, like maybe this is just like bad coffee or something. But I had no idea. Like I was thinking of everything. So here's some signs that you have ruptured an ovarian cyst. So you'll have sudden excruciating lower back pain, which is horrible, abdominal bloating, stabbing feeling on only one side of the pelvis. Mine was on the right side. Um, Sitting down does not help. Nothing helps not even breathing, nothing at all. There's this like the stabbing feeling everywhere. Severe nausea, you can't breathe. Extreme cramping, so very extreme sharp pain that goes all the way through your butt, your whole womb area. And this makes it really hard to like sit down, like you can't even walk. It's honestly just horrible. Okay, so the good part, how do we treat this? Because that is the magic. So the treatment that most doctors will recommend is putting you on some type of suppression for ovulation. So the cheapest and easiest way is birth control pills because birth control pills are estrogen and it tells the brain to stop sending out the FSH hormone. So now you're not making any FSH, therefore you're not ovulating. 
So your ovaries stay nice and small. There's no big follicle growing. There's no corpus luteum. There's no rupturing happening. So that is sometimes a treatment if people have had some sort of like hemorrhage past or something that can be painful or bothersome to them. I have an amazing, powerful juice blend recipe. Um, It is half a cup of beetroot, two cups of cucumber, two oranges, two inches of ginger root, two inches of turmeric root, one lime, and one lemon. So this is filled with antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties. It helps relax and dilate blood vessels, improving blood flow and blood pressure. So due to the high amounts of biotin, a type of betacinine, I don't know if I said that right, but I tried, (laughs) that is crucial for maintaining the balance of fluids and electrolytes. This is necessary for muscle contraction and proper functioning of all body organs. So drinking it also reduces skin inflammation, and it can be useful for reducing internal swelling as well. So the diuretic properties facilitate the elimination of toxins through the urine. So this is really helpful if you have cyst or you might be starting to get one. Castor oil also works for a month once a week. So massage the castor oil onto the stomach and then add a heating pad after Um, You can also add it into a pad, like just in the center of it. And if you wear it overnight or throughout the day, whichever you prefer, um, this actually helps with vaginal infections as well and endometriosis. Also, yoni steaming is one of my favorites. Um, So you can buy yoni steaming package and put it in like either almost looks like a crock pot or something. You could even use a crock pot, just something that stays warm and hot. And then you could even just sit on the edge of your bed or sit on the edge of a chair and then just put like a blanket over you and then just make sure that steam is going into you. Diet is huge. So sugar really plays a part in contributing to assist. So in my situation, I really do think it was the coffee that like just sent my body over the edge with all of that like sugary syrup and all of that stuff. But also I hadn't had my period and I had just gone to acupuncture. So I think it was just like a zero to a hundred like Kickstarter and it just like didn't really work for my body. It just like sent it into this thing where it was like, okay, we're producing an egg super fast. And then like it just ruptured. So yeah, I hope this is helpful and helps you understand parts of your body because I didn't know all of this. So it's very helpful to me and I hope you can take something away from it and learn more about your body and the process of what's going on for when you do go to a doctor or if you want to heal it holistically by yourself in different remedies. But hopefully it helps you and thank you so much for tuning in every week. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.